called them addendums to this book which has later on had added on as a guide some very important aspects with regards to our islah <coughs> so this topic is two muraqabas meditations for safeguarding the friendship of allah taala so first was the four actions to acquire the friendship of allah taala without those four actions then that wilayat and friendship of allah taala cannot be achieved these are fundamental aspects it's not confined to these four things but without these four things in place as well the wilayat cannot be achieved so person has made the effort and he acquired that as mentioned that these are not everything these are things which help greatly and in this time and age so this to say that the person who adopts these four aspects this is the shortcut to wilayat because the person who adopts this inshallah other aspects will be easily fulfilled so any case that was to acquire the friendship of allah taala now two muraqabas for safeguarding the friendship of allah taala because there are certain things that come in between and derail a person distract him cause great amount of uh damage to whatever he has already worked hard to achieve so further is mentioned here that there are two muraqabas which if they are practiced upon on a daily basis will save one from the destructive disease the destructive disease of kibr pride and vanity inshallah <coughs> the very important aspect that was here stated here is that the these muraqabas if they are practiced upon on a daily basis the benefit will come when this is done consistently daily even though it's done for a short while but it's done daily if it's done sometimes it left sometimes very difficult to get the desired benefit there will be some benefit but the example simple example to understand a person eats some day and some day he skips the whole day doesn't eat he starves and after the one day of starving then the next day he eats and then he starves again so gradually his health is going to deteriorate because he is eating once in a while but that's not sufficient to keep things going forward he has to eat daily he has to have his nourishment daily so the muraqaba is also nourishment Now a person ate one day and he starved two days and then he ate one day and he starved three days so that little he ate will benefit him but it's not sufficient to keep things staying where it is let alone progressing the other example of this aspect of muraqaba is the watches that used to be wound up previously so nowadays there is no more watches of that nature illa mashallah allah alam everything is now electronic but those watches had to be keyed so that keying process is to take just maybe one minute half a minute sometimes one minute's time it's keyed but after that one minute of keying that will run for 24 hours but that keying process takes one minute only but then at the end of 24 hours he has to keep again otherwise it's going to stop it doesn't carry on so likewise this muraqaba it will be 2 minutes 3 minutes 5 minutes 
depending on whatever muraqabah is being made, 3-4 minutes, 5 minutes. But that 3-4 minutes and 5 minutes, inshallah, will keep the benefit of that continuing for the whole day. But the next day you'll have to key it again. You will have to continue with this regularly. So here the muraqabah is for the purpose of saving oneself from the destructive disease of pride. This disease is so detrimental that it comes in a hadith sharif that anyone who has pride in his heart equal to even a mustard seed will not enter Jannah. Person who has pride in his heart equal to even a mustard seed which is so small and tiny that if it is just has fallen somewhere to pick it up just with the fingers is very difficult. So tiny and so small. Now that's the example that is being given. So something that tiny, if pride equivalent to that extent also is in the heart, one will not enter Jannah. That if a person has Iman as well, this pride could still take him to Jahannam. After being cleansed and this being burnt out and cleansed in Jahannam, then he'll enter Jannah. So this is such a dangerous thing. It was this very disease which caused Iblis to become rejected from the court of Allah Ta'ala and made him say, Ana khayrum min. I am most superior to him, to Adam Alayhi Salaam. Khalaqtani min nari wa khalaqtahu min teen. That you have created me from fire and Adam Alayhi Salaam from sand. So this aspect of pride is what dropped Iblis from the heavens and made him get accursed forever. Because he was already given that opportunity to be so high that he was Muallimul Malaika, he was the teacher of the Malaika. Now when a person falls from a height, Allah save us, the fall is so much more dangerous. He was given that height, he was given that position. So likewise Allah Ta'ala has blessed somebody with some consciousness of deen, some amal of deen, to be engaged in Amal, to be conscious of doing things that are, you know, take one closer to Allah Ta'ala. So all this is taking a person up some ladder, steps, uh, he's climbing. But then if pride comes in, that I am somebody, I am doing this, I am better than others, looking down on others. Then this can cause a person to fall from where he is. Uh, he's climbed to a certain height and now this pride comes and drops from there. Sometimes it comes very difficult to even wake up again. Because it falls from a height, can break a person's bones. So then it becomes very difficult to wake up. This is an extremely dangerous thing. And therefore one has to be very, very careful about this. That is why the need for this muraqabas on a daily basis. Sometimes don't even realize how these things creep in. And nevertheless, pride is such a thing, we can never ever claim that we are completely rid of it. We have to keep making the effort to keep cleansing ourselves of it. That claim, if a person starts claiming even within himself, let alone to somebody else, I think I am free of this, that is already the proof that we are not free of it. The person who is even free of it, he'll be afraid that I don't think it's out of me. And a person who starts becoming complacent, the person who has become oblivious of whatever his problems are, he will start thinking about himself that I am free of this pride. But that is not something that is always just, one is able to discern it, one is able to detect it. It's sometimes very subtle. 
very very subtle very hidden very deep but then on occasion it rears its head on occasion when something goes wrong meaning goes wrong in the sense that it goes wrong according to our nature what we have been hoping that we must get things done like this and like that or desiring some having expectations of a certain sort things don't go as we wanted it or something happens which we deem that somebody has offended us or humiliated us in some way then that's a time when just suddenly it manifests itself it rears its ugly head and then the person realizes what I am now what what came out of his mouth and how he reacted how he behaved himself that all shows now what's lurking inside so otherwise on a calm day everything is very calm everything seems very nice one person had come to one king and said no my friend is very very pious now he came singing the song of his friend and the whole purpose was that now the king will now because the king was somebody who used to be very uh, respectful of the pious people so he said now if he hears about this friend of mine and he'll be impressed and I'll be impressed so the ulterior motive was that my friend's work will get done maybe side by side my work will get done too because now he was a very he was a person who used to really appreciate people of ilm and knowledge people of piety now when he gets to know somebody of that nature so now he's going to show some gifts so now this person came to sing the praises of his friend and now I became the means so I also cash up in some way so any case now the king said very well uh, you bring him tomorrow and come so the next day he came along with him but in the meantime the king had whispered something in the ear of the minister tomorrow when this fellow comes this is what's to be done so now the next day when as this person is sitting there and he started discussing some things with him and he's talking some very very deep aspects of tasawwuf and some really great things and then in the midst of all that suddenly this minister walked in and this minister walked in and said there's really been a very very major issue what happened now this person belonged to a certain clan certain tribe this person this friend this person who was now apparently very pious belonged to a certain clan and certain tribe and they were known for their bravery they wouldn't take anybody's as I say take anybody's tamping their toes they would not be able to tolerate that known for their bravery and also known to not take anybody's nonsense they say so now as this conversation is carrying on this minister walks in and he suddenly now just barges in well all this was planned now he's saying now that person working for us belonging to certain clan I take in the name of the same clan of this person she is now the queen the queen now suddenly got upset with him so she gave him a hiding so now basically he was saying now a woman hit him and now you know he really caught it so now this fellow is sitting and listening woman hit him and he really caught it also so he immediately just burst out of him he said impossible he can never be from that clan he can never be from our clan if he was from our clan he will never catch hiding from a woman how can this be possible and he got very upset about this so the king understood no, no, this is his reality all the theory is there but there is one little just test 
that notice the name of somebody of his clan was taken that he caught hiding. That too suddenly just provoked him. He couldn't even compose himself that he's sitting here now in the royal court, he's sitting in front of the king and whatever else that he came in in this manner now that he's talking some very high-flying things. But now this was a test. He put him through the test and he failed. He immediately, his anger just shot up. How can it be possible? Somebody of our clan? And he caught hiding from a woman too? Not possible. And he started now getting worked up about this. He failed the test. The king understood this is his... He was now just checking now how genuine this person is. The test brought out his reality. So now outwardly, on the surface, in theory, then we'll be very great. But then our reality is inside. And some occasions then it exposes that reality. Therefore these things are extremely necessary. We don't make judgments about ourselves that I'm done, I'm accomplished. As soon as a person starts making those judgments about himself, that is the start of his decline. That's the start of his decline and his downfall. We always regard ourselves as totally need, very, very still unaccomplished in any way, very far from the destination still. We are desperately still in need of that effort to make our Islam. person who keeps regarding himself in that manner, inshallah he will progress. <coughs> Due to the superiority complex within him, in other words, shaitan, he started arguing with Allah Ta'ala, ana khairum min, and this is the shaitan where it started from, this ana, I. This I started off from shaitan, and it started off at the point of his downfall. This I in the context of that superiority, the context of I am somebody. In that context that I, otherwise, there are times when a person will say I, for example, somebody said, Something happened, something went wrong, and now we are responsible for it. And somebody asked that, who did it? He will say, I did it. He will say, I, that I is not a problem there. So that's the right place to say the I also. But in the context of superiority, in the context of I am somebody, that is where it started off from shaitan. And when a person sometimes finds himself saying something similarly, where that I is being used in a way to promote oneself. For example, it might just be a general conversation carrying on. Somebody is saying, you know what, I went here and this place and overseas and that country and I visited. So somebody else said something else. So the third person said something. So now I am sitting there quietly. How can I also not say something? So I have to find something to say, I also did something. Now that I is surely to also promote myself that I'm not, no, I'm not a nobody also. If you've been here and there and you've done this and that, I'm also somebody, I've also gone somewhere, I've also did things. Now that I is purely to now, that I'm not behind, I'm also somewhere in the league. Now that, that promoting oneself, putting myself in the league, also bringing, trying to bring one's position up in the eyes of people, this is all part of that same I. It's all part of the same shaitaniyat. This is where it started off from. I'm better. So due to the superiority complex within him, that wretched fool objected to the command of Allah Ta'ala with this thought in mind, that how can that which is superior bow down to a creation which is inferior? Now that superior and inferior was in his mind. 
that fire is superior because if you light a fire on the ground also, but the flames will rise up. And sand, even if you throw it up, it will fall down again. So now this became his basis of argument. That since fire goes upwards and sand comes downwards, so the fire is superior to sand. So that became his basis of argument, whereas that's not any basis. But that became his pride. Therefore, he who follows in the footsteps of Iblis, that is, he breathes pride and vanity in his heart, he will also end up being rejected from the court of Allah Ta'ala. Therefore, the following two meditations will inshallah serve as a protection and shield from becoming wretched and rejected from the court of Allah Ta'ala. Through the blessings of these meditations, pride cannot come about in the heart. Furthermore, just as it is important to perform good deeds, it is likewise critical and necessary to safeguard those good deeds. Thus, these two muraqabas will also be a means of guarding the actions of wilayat, that is the friendship of Allah Ta'ala. The muraqaba number one, the first muraqaba. مَا أَصَابَكَ مِنْ حَسَنَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ It's the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif. This is the first muraqaba. The first muraqaba is as follows. Whenever one performs any good deeds, then one should not consider it as one's own achievement and perfection. One should consider it to be a bestowal as a bounty from Allah Ta'ala. This is not some imaginative fantasy. Rather it is a reality. Allah Ta'ala says, مَا أَصَابَكَ مِنْ حَسَنَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ Any goodness that reaches you, then it is only from Allah Ta'ala. Anything and everything, any good that comes to a person, is purely Allah Ta'ala's gift. Nothing else. If one performs any good deed, gives a brilliant speech, writes a book or article, is being able to teach in a good way, propagating and doing work of tabliyah, guarding the eyes and heart from unlawful beauties, spending money in Allah Ta'ala's path, etc., then one should not consider it as one's own accomplishment and achievement. Rather, one should regard such achievement to be the bestowal and endowment of Allah Ta'ala and the sheer grace of Allah Ta'ala. So it gives an example, manure is mixed in the soil at the roots of a rose bush. The manure is mixed in the soil at the roots of a rose bush. If beautiful and fragrant roses then bloom from that rose bush, is it the accomplishment of the manure? The manure is still what it is, it's that dirt, it's filth. It was mixed with the roots, but the manure is manure. Manure can't claim that it is fragrant. The manure is the dirt. The fragrance that has come from the rose. If it were the accomplishment of the manure, then only foul-smelling flowers would have come out. But due to the fact that sweet-smelling roses blossomed from the foul-smelling manure, this is a clear proof that this is in actual fact the bestowal of Allah Ta'ala and His absolute perfection. Similarly, we have been created from ma'im mahin, a dirty drop of fluid. 
where the combination of the father's semen and the mother's menses, therefore impure and evil actions are not far-fetched from such a creation whose essence is from such an impure substance. Thus, if pure and good actions are carried out, then def- definitely this is only from Allah Ta'ala alone and due to His sheer grace and mercy. Similarly, if sand or dust happens to shine brightly, this is not the doing of the dust. It is the effect of the rays of the sun which are reflecting on the dust. As the sun becomes proud, the, the dust becomes proud, I am shining, so the sun changes and turns, the, turns its rays away somewhere else, what's going to shine now? It's purely the blessing of the sun that the dust is shining. The dust is nothing. If the effect of the rays of the sun which are reflecting on the dust, it's the effect of the rays of the sun which are reflecting on the dust. If the sun's rays are removed from the dust, then the dust will immediately become lusterless and dull. In the verse, Ma asabaka min hasanatin famin Allah, any good that reaches you is only from Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala has reminded us in this the detrimental disease of pride and vanity. In this verse, there is a lesson for us not to consider any of our doings to be our own achievement or accomplishments. Rather, any good that we may happen to do should be attributed to the bestowal, assistance and tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala. That it is, it is His ability, it is the ability granted to us by Him alone. Just as a loving father takes the hand of his little child, makes him write something on a piece of paper, and thereafter congratulates him, saying, Very good, how well you have written. This is exactly the case with our good actions. Allah Ta'ala grants us tawfiq, and thereafter, out of His infinite grace and mercy, attributes, attributes those very actions to us. My Sheikh Shah Abdul Ghani Sahib Rahmatullah used to say that Allah Ta'ala says, Jaza'am min rabbika ata'an hisaba A sufficient recompense, bestowal from your sustainer and nourisher. The question that arises is that how can the reward be unlimited, whereas the actions themselves are limited? It can only be said that this recompense is but his bestowal and grace. The ability to abstain from evil deeds, performance of good actions and remembering him are all nothing but his bestowal, grace and beneficence. None of these actions are our accomplishments. One should be therefore very grateful. The tashakkur is the two opposites. One is tashakkur and the other is takabbur. These are opposites. And opposites don't unite. Opposites don't combine in one place. It will be either of the two. It cannot be at the same time day and night. It cannot be day and night at the same time. So likewise, takabbur and tashakkur. These are opposites. If a person has developed tashakkur, deep gratitude, in reality gratitude to Allah Ta'ala, then this will dispel pride. Pride cannot combine with tashakkur. In pride, in takabbur, the focus shifts to oneself. I, I am the one who can do it and I did it. 
I achieved this, I specialist. And in tashakkur, the entire focus is turned towards Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala's grace, Allah Ta'ala's blessing, Allah Ta'ala's bounty. Allah alone did. I didn't do anything. So these two things can't combine. So the remedy for takabbur is tashakkur. That to the extent that a person will develop this tashakkur, this deep shukr, this gratitude to Allah Ta'ala, to that extent this will dispel takabbur from him. A Buzruk has said, Muhammad dono alam me yahi jakar pukarai, jise khud yar ne chaha, usi ku yade yar ai. That Muhammad has announced in both the worlds, whoever the beloved has chosen for his love, only that person shall remember him. In other words, what is being stated here, that this has started off and come from the side of Allah Ta'ala, that somebody remembered Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala showered his grace upon him. If it was not for the grace of Allah Ta'ala, he wouldn't have remembered Allah Ta'ala. So therefore, he needs to be very, very grateful. It's Allah Ta'ala's blessing, His grace, His kindness. Allah Ta'ala allowed somebody to remember Him. Similarly, whatever sins and mistakes we commit, then this is from our own misdoings. This is stated in the next part of the verse where Allah Ta'ala says, وَمَا أَصَابَكَ مِنْ سَيِّئَةٍ فَمِنْ نَفْسِكَ any evil which reaches you is from your own nafs. It is nothing but the rage, rebelliousness, boldness, foolishness, impurity and filth of your nafs. Allah Ta'ala enjoins good actions and forbids evil. To attribute evil actions towards Allah Ta'ala is kufr. Therefore Allah Ta'ala is saying that whatever evil you do, consider it to be your own misdoing and regretfully seek repentance from it. So this is the muraqaba that has been taught here, what it requires is that a person should be sitting and pondering over the ayat. And all the things that seem to make him feel that he achieved something, to then bring that to mind in the light of this ayat of the Quran Sharif. Meditating and pondering over this, that also is purely Allah's grace. That aspect also, only Allah's grace. This what I apparently seem to have done, only Allah's favor. Nothing is mine. I am not able to do anything. Only Allah Ta'ala's help, His mercy, His kindness. Otherwise, forget zero, would have been in minus. It's only Allah Ta'ala's grace. And then to be deeply grateful and express, express shukr to Allah Ta'ala for all these bounties and ni'mats. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. This is from Hazrat Rahmatullah's writings and talks, Khazain Ma'rifat wa Muhabbad, Hazrat Mawla Shahki Mawd Akhtar Sahib Rahmatullah. These are excerpts from various kitabs, etc. of his. So here there's something that I'll mention in one of his talks, which is an excerpt here. Hazrat Saadi Shirazi Rahmatullah Farmate hai. There's one couplet of Hazrat Saadi Shirazi Rahmatullah. He was a very great. Allahwala, very great Muzrug and pious person and his couplets of Muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala are very very famously known but it's in the Persian language, it's in Farsi so now with Farsi and Urdu all getting far away from us unfortunately we lost track of all this as well otherwise this was very very prominent and very popular 
in the circles of tasawwuf in people who are trying to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, these things would be studied very intently because there are very deep lessons in it a lot of inspiration, a lot of guidance so this is quoting something here but before that he's giving the somewhat an explanation Rasul Saadi Shirazi Rahmatullah Ali farmate hai ke Dimashq mein Husn Parasti Aam ho gai thi that in Dimashq, Damascus people got caught up in this illicit relationships this had become very very common illicit relationships had become like a fashion har aadmi ek ek maashuk liye chumma chaati kar raha tha Allah ka ghazab nazil hua every year and day you see somebody now he is just involved in some illicit relationship people in haram relationships are walking around and doing the things and as a result Allah Ta'ala's azab came how did the azab come? because this immorality shamelessness these are things that bring very quickly the azab of Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala gives respite but especially when these things become common and especially when it becomes blatant people start openly sinning in this manner then this really draws down the azab of Allah Ta'ala so this is what happened at that time as a result the azab came how the azab came barish Allah ne rok di Allah Ta'ala withheld the rains now we take the rains for granted but once in a while something just comes to remind us that when the rains are held back recently there were some droughts some years back one two years back two three years back and those droughts became so severe in some parts of the country that there was water rationing and then some places the water ran dry taps were dry, no water at all until recently meaning some 6-8 months ago many parts of the, some parts of the country this was still the condition, the eastern Cape in many areas there was no water in the taps the reservoirs had run dry now people had to go and fetch water from here, there and everywhere where there was a borehole somewhere boreholes were running dry then a person realizes what is the value of this ni'mat of Allah Ta'ala which we just take for granted and we use and abuse and don't pay any attention to how we care for it, to how we just waste it whereas every drop is Allah Ta'ala's ni'mat not a single drop should be wasted so when that water dries up this is Allah Ta'ala's such a ni'mat Allah Ta'ala says that every living thing we have created from water in other words in the system of this universe in the system of dunya this is Darul Asbab Allah Ta'ala has made water the suburb of life the is Allah alone but this is the system Allah Ta'ala has placed in the universe as and when Allah wills Allah will do against that system also but the general thing that will happen as per the system Allah Ta'ala has created in dunya that water sustains life and if there's no water then gradually life starts disappearing so now the water stops, the rain stops so first the ground the life that was sprouting out of the ground the vegetation that starts dying off when the vegetation dies off that the animals that were feeding of the vegetation they start starving 
Now there's nothing else to feed them because all around the vegetation has all died off. So now what else is going to be fed to the animal? Because those animals are not carnivorous, they're not going to eat other animals. The cattle, the sheep, those goats, they're not going to eat other animals. The lion suddenly pitches up there, it'll devour, devour those animals and still somehow make his way along. But those animals will survive only on vegetation. Now Allah Ta'ala's na'mat of rain stopped, the vegetation stopped, so the next is that the animals will die off. The vegetation died off, the animals will die off. Now the vegetation died off, and the animals died off, what is the is going to survive on? So Allah Ta'ala's na'mat. Allah Ta'ala created the system. So Allah Ta'ala withheld the rains. As a result, ghalla khatam ho gaya. All the crops failed. So this doesn't happen in one day, but gradually now this becomes the outcome of no rain, no crops. No crops, no food. Jab pandra din khana nahi mila, now 15 days passed in some instances and people didn't get anything to eat. Just some scraps here and there. So logo ne in aashiqo se poocha ke mein is waqt aap ke liye roti lau ya aap ka maashuk lau. So some Allah walas they went to some of these people who were blatantly sinning in this manner and who were involved in these kind of illicit contacts and relationships that now what you want, should I bring some food for you or bring your that haram beloved for you? So now what the answer was, the sab ne kaha ke maashuko ke sar par jute maro roti lau. I was expressing this in his words that now the person said that what going just all those beloveds chase them away literally translated is that going hit shoes on the heads meaning chase them away we got nothing to do with them we are dying of starvation we want food to mujhe to itni bhook lagi hui hai ki ab aankh se nazar bhi nahi aa raha hai now the person is saying that i am so hungry i cannot even see now that starvation and hunger now, my sight is even going. So, Ispar Saadi Shirazi Rahmatullahi ne farmaya. Now, on this is the couplet of Saadi Shirazi Rahmatullahi. He says, Chuna kahat sali shud andar dimashk ke yara faramosh kar dand ishq. Dimashk ne aisi kahat sali hui ke yaro ne ishq bazi buladi. That when that azab of Allah came in the form of that drought and the rain stopped, then after the azab, now all these ushak, all these very very great lovers, they forgot all that haram love. Now they forgot it. When they forgot it, <coughs> after the azab came. Hazrat is driving a point here now, and he's saying, Yad rakho, juto ka intizar mat karo. Remember, don't wait for the shoes to fall on your head before you make the change. Shoes falling on the head. In India, there's a common story. People used to wear these flat shoes and often it would happen like how people get sometimes into some brawl, some fight. So that used to be a very common story, immediately people take their shoes out and start hitting one another. So that is the example that is being used. But here what is being referred to is, don't wait for Allah Ta'ala's azab to come first. Take heed, take a lesson. Jal toba karo. Make toba immediately. Wallah, Allah ka azab jab aayega, to uske muqable mein jute kuch nahi. Hazrat takes a qasam, wallah. Allah's azab comes, then shoes is nothing. Aisa azab aata hai, ke bas kuch na poocho. Such azab comes, then just don't ask about it, how severe it is. 
بڑے بڑے صحت مندوں کو میں نے دیکھا ہے کہ سوکھ کے کانٹا ہو گئے چارپائی سے لگ گئے آئی ہیو سین مینی ہیلتھی پرسن ہوزاب کھیم بیکاز آف ہز ال ڈوئنگس ہی بیکیم تن ایز ایز اے تون ہی بیکیم کنفائن ٹو ہز بیڈ آل دس واز ایز اے ریزلٹ آف دا پرسنز ایرنٹ ویز اینڈ ایز اے ریزلٹ ہی ناؤ کیم ان دس کنڈیشن اذکر اللہ تعالی فی الرخا یذکرکم فی الشدہ تم آفیت میں اللہ کو یاد کرو دکھ میں اللہ تعالی تم کو یاد کریں گے ابھی غنیمت ہے سکھ میں اللہ کو یاد کرو قبل اس کے کہ تمہاری آنکھیں نابینا ہو جائے قبل اس کے کہ تمہارے معدے میں کینسر پیدا ہو جائے قبل اس کے کہ تمہارے گردوں میں پتریا ہو جائے قبل اس کے کہ تمہارے پیشاب رک جائے تم پر فالج گر جائے اور کیا کیا کچھ ہو جائے اس وقت نہ دیکھنے کا کوئی ثواب ملے گا Remember Allah Ta'ala. If suddenly a person becomes blind, if a person becomes ill, becomes a victim of cancer, etc. Now what he's going to be able to do? Now the person became blind. So now after he became blind, now he's going to say, I'm not going to cast any lustful glances anymore. Now what's the point in making that de- determine that, that intention? His eyes are no more there. This doesn't mean that these things are all due to some sin. Illness comes as a result of test from Allah Ta'ala as well. By means of illness, Allah Ta'ala elevates people's position and rank. But for ourselves, we should always be taking that possibility that this came upon me because of my ill-doing. Something comes upon us, we should always be thinking in that manner. With regards to others, that this is a test for him to raise his position. But for ourselves, never ever we bring that possibility to mind just like that. We should be thinking of ourselves that this is my weaknesses, this is my sins, and that should spur us towards Tawbah. That should spur us immediately to start remembering Allah Ta'ala and making Tawbah. There's a chapter here titled, Akhlaqiyat, Aspects Relating to Akhlaq. This too is a combination or a compilation of excerpts from various bayanat etc. Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ki akhlaq-e mubaraka The very noble akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ek shakhs aya, that's mentioning one incident that is from the hadith sharif. One person came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so as he was still coming. Aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam farmaya ke jo a raha hai پورے خاندان کا سب سے برا آدمی ہے دس پرسن ہو از کمنگ سو ناؤ ہی کوشن دا پیپل دیٹ پرزینٹ لک دس پرسن ہی از دا موسٹ بیڈ پرسن آف ہز فیملی آف ہز ٹرائب بٹوین جسٹ ٹو میک ایوری بڈی پے مور اٹینشن یہ بہت اہم بات بتا رہا ہو 
لسن آئی ایم سینگ سم تھنگ ویری ویری امپورٹنٹ یہ بھی دیکھو کہ اس وقت اللہ تعالیٰ کیا مضمون عطا فرما رہے ہیں دنیاوی بارش کا تو موسم ہوتا ہے لیکن اللہ تعالیٰ کی رحمت کا کوئی موسم نہیں جب چاہے برسا دے سو ان بٹوین اگین دا سیم شکر آف اللہ تعالیٰ دیٹ سی وٹ اللہ تعالیٰ از ناؤ سڈنلی رینگ ڈاؤن اپون مائی ہارٹ اللہ تعالیٰ از رحمت دیز نو سیزن فار اٹ رین آف دنیا سیزن رینی سیزن اللہ تعالیٰ از رحمت دیز نو سیزن وین ایو اللہ ولز اللہ ول رین دیٹ رحمت ڈاؤن اس وقت اس کا حکم بتا رہا ہو کہ اگر دل میں بیوی کی محبت نہ ہو تب بھی محبت کا اظہار کرو discussed in this manner and as a result we see all the issues that then keep surfacing and the problems because we haven't learned these basic things these things don't seem to be even anything to do with deen it's just something probably related to some other matter got nothing to do with deen whereas it's all part of deen so in any case explaining this aspect that if perchance somebody, some issue, whatever, something has happened over time and now suddenly he finds that his heart just doesn't seem to have any love and muhabbat then too he should express that muhabbat جس کی آپ کو سرور عالم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے عمل سے دلیل بھی مل جائے گی and there's a proof of this that we will find in the Hadith Sharif what is that proof? تو اس شخص کے بارے میں آپ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم نے فرمایا now coming back to the incidents That person was coming along still. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saw him coming. And he said to those who were there, Hazrat Aisha was there, that this person is a very bad person. Meaning in terms of whatever the, there are certain things that are not good aspects in him. Yeh joh shakhs aa raha hai, apne khandaan ka battarin insaan hai. He is the worst person of his family. Iske akhlaq achche nahi hai. He doesn't have good akhlaq, etc. مگر جب وہ قریب آیا تو آپ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم نے فرمایا کہ آئے آئے یعنی شاباشی دی کہ آؤ بھائی آؤ بیٹھو ان کو کچھ کھلاؤ پلاؤ دس از ایکسپریسنگ جسٹ ان اے براڈ وے دیٹ ہاؤ نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم دیٹ وین ہی کیم ہی واز ٹریٹیڈ ود لاٹ آف ریسپیکٹ ٹریٹیڈ ود کائنڈلی اینڈ ہی واز گیون دیٹ آنر تو آپ سے آپ اس سے اچھے اخلاق سے پیش آئے نبی اسلام ٹھیٹ ہم ود گڈ اخلاق ویر ایز ہی ایڈ آلریڈی ایکسپریسڈ وٹ واز دا ریالٹی آف دیٹ پرسن جب وہ چلا گیا تو حضرت عائشہ صدیقہ رضی اللہ عنہ نے پوچھا کہ ابھی تو آپ فرما رہے تھے کہ اپنے خاندان اور قبیلے کا سب سے برا آدمی ہے لیکن آپ نے تو ایسا استقبال فرمایا اور خوب اکرام فرمایا حضرت عائشہ رضی اللہ عنہ Just as this person was approaching, you mentioned that he is a person of very poor character, he is a bad person. But when he came, when he came now you treated him in a very respectable manner, you made his ikram. 
one point to understand on this note that this too was meant to teach a an important aspect that way it becomes necessary to caution somebody from somebody's harm then provided that that is the intention intention is not to run somebody down the intention is purely to protect somebody else from the harm of a third party so then to mention what is necessary which might be some deficiency some problem with other person with that intention that would not be included in ghibat which is forbidden but this is a very fine line there are various other instances now somebody has asked for some reference person has proposed now and they get to know that you are the friend so now they have asked for some reference now what can you tell us about the person he's your friend do you know him well or you interact with him you do business with him or whatever else he's your family person so now the person either if he cannot bring himself to say something clearly then he should clearly say please excuse me he should say that please excuse me because to now this cover up something if he knows there's a problem here then this is deception because this reference is an amanat somebody is going to make that a basis to make decisions and if he knows that there's a problem either he should say the problem that is not ghibat provided that the intention is to protect this person from falling into a difficulty it's not to run somebody down if the intention changed that well now the time has come now somebody is asking and this person now he deserves to be exposed that intention has become ghibat that intention has made it impermissible now so either he can state the reality so he should state it but that's the other part of it that nowadays people don't have any sense of that amanat also something that was said to the person was said to him out of his well wishing that look this is a problem here this person has these issues it was said out of well wishing for the person asking that now he will go headlong into something and then he'll regret what he did so now that was the information that was shared with him so that was amanat that is not something to go in now relate anyway you got your information you decide for yourself now what you want to do you want to go ahead still up to you you don't want to go ahead it's your prerogative but to now go and pass this information on that so and so said this that is going against the dictates of amanat and that is why people then don't give the mashwara as well because now this now the person will go and relate it with my name and then it will just create enmity it will create a problem unnecessarily it will start creating issues for me so this is because people didn't understand how to what is amanat all about so but the point we were discussing is now that person to mention what is the truth about it either a person can mention the truth then he mentions it otherwise simply please excuse me from this i'm not in a position to say anything but to now just say something in a way that puts that person in under the impression that no things are fine whereas it's not fine that is a deception that should not be done so 
This is the need, the reason that Nabi Salaam said this, to save others from any harm. So in any case, Hazrat Aisha asked him that this person, you had mentioned this about him, but then when he came, you treated him very kindly, with a lot of respect, a lot of ikram. So Rasulullah replied and said, Aap ke this has been my, among the reasons for my big sense that I should deal with people with good akhlaq. So now the lesson here, ab isme kya fayda hai, ke dil to nahi chahta, magar zuban se kehta hai, ke aye, bethye. Now the heart is not inclined to doing this. In the heart he is not inclined to now respecting the person and honoring him. But he is still doing it, what is going to be the benefit of this? Ek ye hai ki aap uske shar se bache rahenge. You dealt with him with respect, you'll get saved from him harming you in any way. Especially if it's a person of that kind of character, that if now he becomes aware that somebody is not, doesn't think good of me, or doesn't, is not happy about me, he'll start wanting to do something in return. So now by respecting him and showing him that little consideration, you'll stay safe from his harm. आपके दुश्मन नहीं बढ़ेंगे। You won't get another further enemy now। आपको सताएगा नहीं। He won't trouble you। वो समझ जाएगा कि आपको इससे बुर्ज नहीं है। He will understand that you have no malice against him, so he will not come and trouble you in any way। दूसरा फायदा ये है कि वो इस्लाम से और हिदायत से करीब हो जाएगा। The second benefit is he will come closer to Islam if he's not a Muslim। and if he's a Muslim also, but he's far away from deen, he'll come closer to deen. Jab aap deen ki koi baat batayenge, to sun lega. And if you advise him about deen, he will then listen to it. So now this became a means of bringing him closer to deen. So now this is the dalil, that despite the heart not being inclined, but now this is a need now to keep everything going smoothly, to keep everything going and progressing positively, so now, person has to make that mujahada and express that kind of feelings that will enhance the relationship, that will bring about that peace, that happiness, that serenity. But if he goes only because how I feel, so those feelings, then it's going to cause big problems for us. It's going to make us miserable also, make others miserable, miserable as well. That's what I give us perfect. سبحان الله بحمده سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت استغفرك